warm and sincere welcome to you this morning. Today we are starting a new series on the life of Joseph in the Old Testament entitled Transforming Adversity into Destiny. As we do the series this morning and for the next weeks, may we be blessed May our lives be shaped and may we be challenged to embark on a journey that brings glory and honor to our King and Savior. Let's pray together. Lord, we want to thank you for this new day that you've given us. Thank you for this opportunity to seek your face, to draw near to you. And Lord, we pray that as we study the life of Joseph, that we will learn, Lord, how to overcome setbacks and bounce back strong in you, no matter what it is that we are facing. We pray that your word will challenge us today, that your word will, Lord, get us to the place where we seek to overcome whatever it is that is blocking the way of us, fulfilling the destiny that you have for us. Bless your word and speak to us today. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Our scripture reading this morning is found in Genesis chapter 37, and we're going to read the first four verses of Genesis 37. Let's read. Jacob lived in the land where his father had stayed, the land of Canaan. This is the account of Jacob's family line. Joseph, a young man of 17, was tending the flocks with his brothers, the sons of Bilhah and the sons of Zopah, his father's wives, and he brought their father a bad report about them. Now Israel loved Joseph more than any of his older sons because he had been born to him in his old age and he made an ornate robe for him. When his brothers saw that their father loved him more than any of them, they hated him and could not speak a kind word to him. So far may God bless the reading of his precious and powerful word. Title of our message this morning is Transforming Adversity into Destiny in a Messed Up Family System. The word dysfunctional has become a buzzword during the past two decades. One of the common dynamics in dysfunctional families is that the children grow up and repeat the same patterns they saw in dad and mum. You can rise above it, though. Please journey with me as we trace the ups and downs of a man named Joseph who was born into a very difficult, dysfunctional family. Despite a tough start and many setbacks in between, he emerged as one of the most successful people in the Bible. Joseph's father, Jacob, embraced polygamy that was common in those days. This opened the door to jealousy, insecurity, and continual conflict among his wives. 
As a result, Joseph had three stepmothers, ten stepbrothers, a stepsister, and a brother, all living together under the same roof. Can you imagine the trauma of living in such a home? Few people have faced more disappointments than Joseph. For about 13 years, from the age of 17 until the age of 30, things went wrong for him, humanly speaking. Yet even in these early life circumstances, God was shaping Joseph in preparation for what was to come. There is no question that Joseph came from quite a family. No other 17-year-old can boast that his great-grandfather is Abraham, his grandfather Isaac, and his father Jacob. This reference is made often in the Bible, the father of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Though Joseph's current family was a dysfunctional mess, the legacy of those who had gone before him was unmistakable. Joseph stood in the long shadow of the godly. These difficult moments, combined with the lessons Joseph learned in his early years, helped him break the cycle of a dysfunctional home and a bad start and enabled him to arise or rise above the negative influences in his life. Firstly, your background is no hindrance to fulfilling your destiny. Verse 2. Let's read it. This is the account of Jacob's family line. Joseph came from a family that was out of control in many ways. Jealousy, comparison, and distrust were the rules in this unhappy home. Yet God chose Joseph and used him mightily. Initially, Joseph was a typical victim, a legitimate victim. All over the world, there are people who are bitter about their backgrounds or position in life. If only this, if only that, they moan. Yet Joseph did not say, if only. God has already prepared what is appointed for you, despite your background, bleak circumstances, or seeming lack of opportunities for earthly advancement. Never forget that. Joseph's journey reveals how to overcome the setbacks aimed at you. He learned how to overcome a difficult start. He overcame deceit. In the family, characteristics of deceit is overt lying, not telling the whole story or hiding the truth. Joseph's father Jacob, before his encounter with the Lord, was a cheat, a con man. His character was revealed at his birth when he grasped the heel of his twin brother Esau, and was given a name that means deceiver, chiseler, trickster, or supplanter. Jacob certainly, in the early days, lived up to that name through his 
inconsistent and unpredictable behavior. You see, deception is inconsistent and unpredictable often. But he overcame not only deceit in his family, he overcame division in the family as well. Volatile and explosive expressions of feelings, usually anger, is present in a divided family. Subbing rivalry, entitlement, blaming others, making excuses for personal poor choices, holding on to grudges and seeking revenge, venge, personal attacks. Favoritism. And remember, Favoritism breeds division. It brings discord into a family. All our children are unique gifts from God. Do you recognize each of your children's unique personalities, individual abilities, and special needs? In a divided family, these things are not taken seriously. Death in the family was something that Joseph also had to overcome. There were three deaths in Joseph's family when he was growing up. <coughs> First, Deborah, the maid of Isaac's wife, Rebekah, died. Genesis 35.8. Not long after that, Joseph's grandfather Isaac died. Genesis 35.29. But the one that broke his heart was the death of his mother Rachel. Genesis 35.19. You see the threads of pain and sorrow were woven into this young man's life. This life of twist and turns could have made Joseph bitter towards God and others, but he rose above it to be the incredible man of God he was. God has a definite purpose behind everything that is happening in your life. Don't you ever forget that. Secondly, your setback is an opportunity to bounce back stronger. Whatever it is you are facing, bounce back stronger. Whatever it is you are struggling with, bounce back stronger. So do not sit back. There are ways to overcome every setback and bounce back strong in the Lord. The first way is you take full responsibility you do not know what I have been through has become the launching pad for all kinds of bad behavior these days. People blame their circumstances. People blame their upbringing. But not Joseph. Joseph did not allow himself to remain a victim, but chose instead to break the cycle. He took responsibility for a new way of life. The real problems we face are not out there. They are always in here, on the inside. Proverbs 4.23 Above all else, guard your heart, the wellspring of life. Psalm 51 verse 17 A broken and contrite heart, he will not 
despise. On the inside, that is where we fight our greatest battles. This world is a place of much brokenness, and the core of it is found inside the human heart. We are all in the same boat, and unless the Lord does something, we are going to sink together. If you can relate, this message is for you. If you come from a broken home, this message is for you. If you do not get along with your brothers and sisters, this message is for you. If you were abused, this message is for you. If you have been in prison, this message is for you. If your family does not understand you, this message is for you. Take full response today there comes a time in our lives when we have to face the past the pain and the problems that we are dealing with won't you face it today but there's another way Make the most of your present situation. Make the most of it. Perhaps you are experiencing difficulties because of your troubled past, which was beyond your control. But remember, your future is in God's hands. This is vital for parents to remember. The course of action you choose today may affect your children, your grandchildren, the generations to come. Jacob's mistakes had tragic long-term effects on his family that played themselves out in Joseph's life. However, Joseph took action to turn it to his advantage. And I challenge you this morning, whatever the setbacks are, Turn it to your advantage because you have Christ on your side. He did not sit around and mope all day long, but rather sought to learn through these experiences. He chose to be industrious, diligent, obedient, reliable, and conscientious, taking every situation and break as a new challenge to grow and to become stronger in the Lord. Refuse to focus on the outward circumstances or your past. With Christ, you can make the best of your current situation. We need to understand that He is constantly at work in our lives. Will you be like Joseph? Will you dare to be different? He lived with eternity's values in view. Joseph lived for the future unlike most people who live for the present. His dreams speaks about the future. What about you? How do the things you do measure up in the light of eternity? Take a generational glimpse into your past today. The biggest failures of your parents, grandparents, your great-grandparents, the most epic failures of your lifetime are no match for the great 
goodness and goodness and eternal love of the Lord our God for us. When you fail, when you fall, when you totally blow it, when it is all your fault, like Jacob, or when it is someone else's fault, like Joseph, he knows how to turn it around. He knows how to turn it all into something beautiful, something amazing, something incredible. The sad truth is that Jacob was not a very wise parent. God had to remove Joseph from Jacob's house to transform him into the man he wanted him to be. Sometimes I am asked how to discover God's will. The answer is that you do not discover his will. God's will discovers you. You don't find it. It finds you. Do not quit when people criticize and demoralize you. Continue to do what God has called you to do despite your circumstances. You can overcome every setback with the Lord Jesus Christ on your side. Second Timothy 4 verse 17 says, The Lord stood by my side and strengthened me. With Christ on your side, you can allow the seemingly biggest battle in your life to enable you to be resilient and strong. Do not allow it to bury you. Let it propel and thrust you into your destiny. Do not let it suffocate you or smother you or immobilize you. Let it drive you forward into your calling. Those who hurt you, betrayed you, the father or mother or person that abused you, the person that lied to you and about you, they do not have the power to ruin your life unless you allow them to. You are not a victim, but a victor. It does not mean it does not hurt. It does. Does not excuse the person's evil and it never makes it right but as a victor you can survive thrive grow and bloom in the midst of your explosive unstable and unpredictable circumstances in christ you are more than a conqueror according to Romans 8 verse 37. If you are going through a tough time, difficult start, or a bad childhood, remember that he has not forgotten you, written you off, or abandoned you. He is close to you. Psalm 34 18 says he is close to the brokenhearted and those who are crushed in spirit. You are secure in him. He shields you. Deuteronomy 33 verse 29 he is your shield and helper and your glorious sword. Second Samuel 22 verse 31. He shields all who take refuge in him. He's your refuge this morning. Yes, an ever-present help in times of trouble. Psalm 142 verse 5 says, You are my refuge, my portion in the land 
of the living. He's a defender. Proverbs 23 verse 11 says, For their defender is strong. He will take up their case against you. He takes up your case. Whatever is against you, he will take up your case. He's your advocate. He will defend you. He's a rock. For the Lord, the Lord himself is the rock eternal. Isaiah 26.4 You can trust him. Your background is no hindrance to fulfilling your destiny. Your setback is an opportunity to bounce back stronger in him. Do not let the rotten relationships you are in ruin you. Bounce back and reach your destiny. Do not let the pain of the past pull you down. Bounce back and let it inspire you. Do not look back. There are blessings ahead for you, child of God, but you cannot go around being buried by your problems. You have to bounce back and receive the blessings and enjoy the very best from the hand of God. God will bless your latter years, latter days, more than your beginnings. I want to conclude with this verse in Job 8, 8 verse 7, and I'm using one of the, another version which says, Though your beginnings were modest, your latter days will flourish. Your future will be brighter by far than your past. Today, I challenge you to conquer the setbacks in your life. I challenge you to bounce back stronger in Christ. I challenge you to break the cycle of uncertainty and fear and become a victor in Christ and not a victim. Amen. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for this day. Thank you for speaking to us. Lord, we've had setbacks in our lives. But Lord, you've carried us through it before. Today, Lord, we are determined to bounce back stronger than before in you, regardless of what is happening around us, regardless of what is going on in our lives. We worship you and we honor you for loving us with an eternal love and knowing us intimately and completely. Thank you, Father. And now may the grace of our Lord, the love of God, and the dynamic presence of the Lord rest and abide with us until Jesus comes and everybody joins together to say, Amen. Good morning, and thank you for joining me this morning around the table of the Lord. I'm reminded at this time of Pontius Pilate who said, I'm innocent of this man's blood. And so he famously washed his hands. The problem for Pilate is that he had to live with his conscience, which could not be cleared by the washing of his hands. In stark contrast, Paul says in 2 Timothy 
that his conscience is clear. The difference is that Paul realized that the only way to live with a clear conscience is to be washed in the blood of Christ. There is nothing we can do to save ourselves. And so as we wash our hands quite frequently at this time, let us remember that it is only through Christ's sacrifice that we can stand before God with a clear conscience. Our reading today is taken from the book of Luke, chapter 22, from verse 14. Luke, chapter 22, verse 14. When the hour came, Jesus took his place at the table with the apostles. He said to them, I have wanted so much to eat this Passover meal with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will never eat it until it is given its full meaning in the kingdom of God. Then Jesus took a cup, gave thanks to God and said, Take this and share it among yourselves. I tell you that from now on I will not drink this wine until the kingdom of God comes. Then he took a piece of bread, gave thanks to God, broke it and gave it to them saying, This is my body which is given for you. Do this in memory of me. In the same way he gave them the cup after supper saying, This cup is God's new covenant sealed with my blood which is poured out for you. Let us give thanks for the bread and the juice before we eat together. Father, thank you for the body of Christ broken for us. We acknowledge that Christ supped in our place and that we are set free despite our sin. Thank you for the precious blood of Christ which washes away our sin and restores our relationship with you. Let us eat and drink together with thanksgiving in our hearts. Thank you. Let us close now with a word of prayer. Father, thank you for this time around your table. As we part, Lord, we pray for the members of our church that they will live with confidence, with their conscience cleared by the blood of Christ and knowing that they are ready and able to live a victorious life, even at this time. In Jesus' name, amen.